is in marketing. So I will talk about what is networking on LinkedIn, what is content, how to create good content, how to create great posts for LinkedIn, and, and so everything um, that will help you to, to get a bit more excited about the platform, I guess, and to feel comfortable using it. So, um, as, as I already said, I run Ye Starter Marketing, an agency based in London, and we make businesses visible online. LinkedIn and social media is one of my favorite topics, and I have run sessions on, on this for the marketing directors, finance directors, and now I have adjusted it so that um, it works for the type of business advisory that Flint Global does. I'm very excited to, to present to you today and uh, to thank you thank you so much for being here instead of uh, say lounging around and, and basking in the sun. Um, so and thank you Ailey for, for inviting me. So kick, to kick us off, just a few words about who we are and what we do. So Yeastada Marketing is a marketing agency that specializes in digital. I started it three and a half years ago to help startups and small businesses to access the top level of skill and expertise. Prior to that, I actually worked in a number of communications, uh, marketing and digital agencies, and I started my career in G plus Europe in Brussels. Um, I worked with Dan and uh, Nigel and, and Gregor uh, back in the day when I was there over 10 years ago um, and um, now I know Dan works for, for Flint and when we started talking this is how this idea to run a session like that that could be useful for uh, for you guys um, came to life. And when I was working in, in a variety of agencies back in the day I saw that people who were starting their own business didn't necessarily have access to the high level of um, quality marketing agencies, they were mostly priced out. And I decided to help these businesses that are ambitious and the want to grow, to, to grow their business using online channels. And this is how Ye Starter Marketing was born. Our team, it's, um, the business has been managed by myself on a day-to-day -day basis. And um, quite recently, I've been joined by Jesse, who will manage the growth marketing proposition and lead this for the specific um, type of businesses that are in, in high growth uh, pattern. We also have area specialists on board who work in, in such areas as search engine optimization, content creation, design and online advertising. We worked with a variety of startups and SMEs and also with some big brands that you can see um, on the slide. But our focus is really on professional services, education, e-commerce, software, and a few other sectors. So all the sectors that can really harness the power of digital in order to, to grow their business. Although I firmly believe that there is no such business out there right now that cannot use digital in order to grow. And um, hopefully I will demonstrate it to you during this session. What we do can be explained in really simple terms. I usually say there are three buckets that you could um, place our services in. It's content marketing, digital advertising, measurement and analysis. 
And the best way to do digital marketing is to do all of it together. And this is what, what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. So the contents of today's session is um, as follows. We are going to look at the corporate versus personal presence on LinkedIn. We will look at how to improve your LinkedIn profile, how to put out great content, um, how to use it for, for self-marketing. Uh, we're not going to talk about subscription packages today, but we will touch upon advertising a little bit. And in the end of the presentation, as Ellie says, we will have time for questions. Um, I will try not to rush through the content and not to use the marketing lingo too much. But if I do, feel free to tell me off. So corporate versus personal presence. Um, the company LinkedIn profile is extremely important to the company's digital presence. In addition to the website and any other channels that the company might be using. It is of paramount importance because LinkedIn users are much more likely to check out the company profile rather than go to your website. And only if they're satisfied with what they see when they look at the company LinkedIn profile, will they go any further, say, to, to check your website. Um, LinkedIn goal, and it's very important, and we will touch upon it a few other times during the session, LinkedIn goal is to keep them engaged within the platform. So it's not a goal for LinkedIn to, to drive people to your website. It's not a goal for LinkedIn to uh, drive them to any other platform. It's it's of paramount importance to keep them engaged on the platform. But there are ways to really harness it and use it for the benefit of your business. So your corporate profile needs to be on brand. It needs to be regularly updated and have a professional look and relevant content. But at the moment, I also want to touch upon what can be done in order to drive more traffic to your company page. There are tons of, of things that you can do, but Focusing on the most important ones, it is, first of all, updating it regularly. And by regularly, I mean at least twice a week. Um, tagging people and companies in your posts. So when the company puts out the profile, oh, sorry, puts a news or any other type of information on its uh, company page, it's a good idea to tag people and, and companies because they will see that you're talking about them and they will more likely to engage with this content. You can also encourage post sharing by people who work in the company, and that just magnifies your reach because you're able to connect with all the people that this person knows. And since recently, you can also engage in conversations on LinkedIn as, as a company rather than as an individual. So if there is discussion, relevant discussion that is going on, the page admins on, on this page will see and there will be suggestions driven by LinkedIn algorithms to engage in a conversation that is relevant to your industry, to your sector. You can also host LinkedIn live sessions and uh, I included the information about how to do it in the, in the resources um, slides of this presentation. This is effectively, imagine doing this webinar, but only on the LinkedIn platform and opening it up to anyone who follows the, um, the corporate page. 
everyone who has a connection, so all 1500 people that are your followers, will receive a notification that this page is running a LinkedIn live session and will be able to join it. What about your own profile? So it also needs to be all these three things. It needs to be on brand, it needs to be regularly updated and have a professional look and feel to it. And it is advisable to have um, the same universal explanation of what the company that you work for does. So when the company crafts it and puts it out to, to the employees, it's, it's important that they all say the same thing about the company they work for, at least in the beginning of the section where they're talking about their current experience. Because if everybody says a different thing about the same company, it doesn't reflect well on the company. But there is a lot you can do to make your own profile unique and personable. And this leads us nicely to the next slide. So your LinkedIn profile, and there will be a lot of um, a lot of information here. Uh, feel free to to take notes, but I will also circulate this presentation later, so you can you can check it uh, for yourself. So your LinkedIn profile is effectively your brand, but the funny thing about it is is that it should be less about you and more about your audience. And to 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 do properly, you need to address the eight key areas um, that I list here on the slide. Um, that will effectively allow you to become an all-star profile. That's how LinkedIn defines the profile that has everything filled out in the key sections. However, it's not enough to have an all-star profile. That, that's something I learned hard way because I have had this all-star profile for ages and I thought I'm doing great on LinkedIn. There is nothing else I can possibly do to improve it. However, when a LinkedIn specialist looked at my profile, he found many flaws. And to help you avoid this, uh, these mistakes that I've made in the past, I put together the crucial um, steps that you can take to ensure you, you don't have the same flaws. One of the biggest mistakes um, around profiles is personal profiles, more specifically, is that they read like CVs. And this is not what they're supposed to be. They're not supposed to be your CV. They should be about explaining clearly how you can help your audience and how you can provide value. This is particularly important for consultants um, and the businesses that are in, in advisory and consultancy. Now let's see how we can improve LinkedIn profile. Starting from, from the top, it's your, your photo. So the photo is something that people see first of all before connecting with you, uh, when they're thinking whether to connect with you, um, when you reach out to them with messages. It needs to be professional, it needs to be high-quality close-up shots of your face, and it should take about 60% of the image. It has to have simple background, um, so that means no holiday snaps, if you know what I mean, and it should highlight your personality. So smile and be your best, but be your professional best. The next one is another photo, it's the background picture that you have behind your own photo. So the 
a mistake that most people make is they leave it blank. So don't leave it blank. It's the prime real estate on, on your LinkedIn page. So also don't put the huge logo across it. A good idea is to have either, either a plain image that is the one that your company is using, but it's not a must. You can have a picture that helps you to position yourself as an expert in your area. So for example, if you are talking to audiences on a regular basis, it's not a bad idea to have a picture of you talking to the audiences, making a presentation or basically showing yourself in actions. And you can also have a, some sort of a tagline or a call to action on this image. The, speaking about headlines, um, there, is, there is a headline that is the first thing that people see after your picture uh, when you connect with them. It's one line saying who you are effectively. You, you need to make crystal clear um, what you do in this tagline. So it's not about putting your job role or, or um, job position there. It's about the value that you provide. So for example, instead of saying, um, I work for Ye Starts Marketing, I say that I help businesses to, to grow online. Um, I'm not saying I'm managing director of a company that most people, let's face it, don't know. I say how I can potentially provide value to them. Um, and it doesn't matter whether you work for, for a global company that everybody knows or whether you work for a small specialist niche provider. It's people are not necessarily interested in, in big names. They're interested in how you can help me. And that helps to connect. Moving on, the summary is um, the next section of your, of your profile. And again, this should read as a story make it engaging, make it um, your story effectively. And the guidance is to have three parts to this story. First is, is your personal professional story. Another part is about the, the service story. So if you're working in, um, in advisory, in political advisory, you can, you can talk about uh, things that define this industry and, and, and define how it operates. And then you have a, a paragraph about the company story, when it has been started, who started it, why it's good in what it does, why it's better than the other company that does something similar. It's also a good idea to have a call to action, like ask me any questions if you, if you have particular questions about this industry or um, get in touch with us here on LinkedIn or some, something that will incentivize action rather than just you know, reading and, and, and forgetting about it, moving on to something else. And it's also a good idea to have keywords in this copy. So keywords is something that the LinkedIn algorithm will use in order to decide whether or not to show your profile if somebody is looking for somebody like you. So it's a good idea to make sure you populate it with the, with the keywords that help to define what you do, help to define your industry and the services that you provide. The next one is, is experience, and again, that can sound quite straightforward, but the, the key thing to avoid is to make it look as a resume or a CV. You need to focus on your audience again, and think when you put something there, think why would they care about 
this particular experience. So the good rule of thumb to use is don't include any experiences that are irrelevant to your current audience. So I don't know if you're if you have been working um, during the summer, I don't know, uh, selling ice cream a few years ago. Um, it, it doesn't matter when once you've started your your political advisory career. That that definitely doesn't matter. So there is no no point including it. Um, and also talk about uh, talk about your top clients, your your um, top achievements for these clients, and explain it in layman's terms. Something that a person that is not necessarily an expert like yourself in this area would understand and would comprehend what's the value in what you're doing to them. Um, I think for some businesses it's more of an issue than for others, especially if people work in software. The descriptions that they put out there are horrendous. Like nobody in their own in the right mind will be able to understand what they actually do for the company. And it doesn't do any good if if you can't understand it, you can't see the value for yourself. And making it too niche, too narrow for, I don't know, another five people in the world who understand it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make you sound clever. It just makes makes it nonsense. Um, so I think it's less of an issue in your industry, but always think about it from the perspective of your audience rather than from your own perspective. The next one is skills and endorsements. And this is about really pinning down your top three skills where you want to be recognized as, as an expert, where you want to be um, seen as an expert and known for. Uh, you can select them yourself, actually. Um, it doesn't have to be a long list as LinkedIn usually does in the beginning for you. You can select what you want to pin and the rest will, will only show if somebody clicks through to, to look at it. You can ask experts in each field to endorse you for these chosen skills. And usually a good way of getting more endorsements, it's um, either asking directly, would you endorse me for this and that skill, or endorsing other people, and usually they will endorse you back. That's a technique that, that works. Same for recommendations. So taking endorsements one step further is asking for recommendations. Um, recommendations basically work as a social proof that you are as good as you say you are. They need to be updated regularly, which is an annoying thing because you, once you feel, oh, I'm, I've done really well with recommendations, uh, one year passes, two year passes, and we know how time flies, and it's time to ask for it again. Ideally, you should be gathering a number of recommendations per year, but it sounds like a full-time job, I know. So. If you want to ask for a recommendation, um, you can you can send a person a an email um, an email in LinkedIn um, asking for a recommendation. There is, there is a way to to do it which is automated and, and relatively simple to use. And it's fine to tell people what you want them to put into this recommendation because it will appear publicly on your profile, and you need to be happy with that effectively. Last but not least, it's interests and here you just need to be uh, following the influencers in your space companies and groups that um, that are relevant to to what you do and the guidance on this is to have about 100 groups to follow that's recommended amount 
once you've done that, the next step is to share your content in the groups once in a while. So you have a little bit of engagement with these groups rather than be a silent observer and, and comment on what other people are posting in these groups ideally as well. So now that we discussed what's, um, what it is, um, the, the good LinkedIn profile, uh, let's have a look at LinkedIn content. Um, and more than any other platforms, LinkedIn was, was built for sharing content and for content marketing. So to give you a stat, um, LinkedIn currently has about 600 million users and only 3 million are actually actively sharing content on a weekly basis. That means that 9 billion weekly page impressions come from just half a percent of LinkedIn users. So if you want to start getting the share of this, this attention, of these impressions, you just need to post at least two times a week. Um, I think it's quite encouraging because sometimes you can open your LinkedIn feed and, and think, oh my God, there's so much content. How on earth I'm going to contribute to that? But in fact, it's, it's easy. It's just about starting and doing it regularly and LinkedIn will reward you for doing that. So what kind of content you should be creating and sharing or engaging with? Let's look at that. This is a handy matrix um, that works for B2B uh, companies quite well. Um, and that should help you to understand how to create a great post for LinkedIn. So first and foremost, the focus should be on your clients and your prospects rather than on, on yourself. And you need to think what would they want to hear or find out from you. When you're looking at this at the table here, um, you need to be mindful that you need to start from the left and work your way to the right rather than other way around. And a lot of businesses are very keen to jump into this space because it's effectively about selling the business. Um, but if your audience doesn't know you, if you haven't built any trust with them, selling doesn't work. So that's a mistake to, to avoid and really start from, from the beginning. Um, thinking first how you can educate your audience, which doesn't necessarily know what problem do they have. Once you educate them about it, they might recognize that they have a problem that is fixable and they want to learn more about how do, do they fix this problem. So again, this is somewhere where you come in and share other types of content um, with them. And once they know that there are people who, who do that sort of things, who service the needs that they have, they will be looking for the right partner, for the right provider of services. And that's when you start explaining to them why you're better than others. And here are just some examples of the content that you could share in all of these three different stages. So in at the first, let's call it awareness building stage over here. It's all about sharing the information like trends and benchmarks, maybe white papers if you produce any, and giving the wealth of knowledge that is actually useful to, to your audience 
um, without trying to be pushy or salesy. All you're trying to do is to be knowledgeable and appear as, as a thought leader. And LinkedIn is great for that. You can do it by posting original content in the form of posts or articles. So the articles live within LinkedIn and can effectively be a replacement for a blog on the website or the content can be, can be duplicated. But why it's important to keep it in LinkedIn, because if you post an article in LinkedIn and promote it in your post, you will get much more favor favorable treatment from LinkedIn rather than if you posted something on your website and then you promote it on LinkedIn. Because it points people out to the website, drives them away from the platform. Of course, LinkedIn will still give it some reach, but it won't be as great as if it was for an article, native article that lives within the platform. And there is also an option of third-party content. So it's the, the content that you didn't create. That's, that's an excellent way of um, being a little bit more diverse in your content mix, because if you keep talking about yourself only, um, it can get a bit tedious um, because everybody gets a bit tired from listening to the same thing and people just blow in their own trumpet. So when I work with businesses, I always recommend them to do a little bit of third party content at least, because that will make them look more diverse and, um, and interesting to the end audience. And that's what you care about. You need to care about your audience first and foremost, and that will pay back. I have a few points to share about the best practice on, on LinkedIn content. I'm just being conscious of time, um, but I think it's, um, we have a little bit and um, I think it's important. So when, when distributing content um, on, on LinkedIn, your company content on LinkedIn, you need to make sure that you include some sort of a teaser. So if Flink Global has shared something that you would like to share on your personal page, don't include just a hyperlink because it, it doesn't really work. Include some text or maybe a paragraph from that um, from that post or, or an article that, that you're sharing and then a link to it. That will work much better and will look much better too. Do share the posts of, of others and that includes um, your colleagues, it includes your clients and even prospects. That will make you visible to them, um, which, is, which is always great when you're trying to build a relationship with somebody. Um, also, algorithm likes you. The LinkedIn algorithm likes you doing that and pays attention to to your activity like this one. Then we spoke about posting original content, um, and if you can avoid including the links that divert people from from LinkedIn platform. Um, LinkedIn will penalize any content that takes the reader away, as I said, but. From experience, I know it's impossible not to do that at all uh, because you still want to drive people to your website. You still want to drive people to, to other sources at, at the time. So as long as you're aware of it and do it as part of your wider activity, it's fine. Then another, another tip here is to use hashtags to help categorize the content uh, for your audience. So before you start using them, you can do a bit of research into the best hashtags for your industry. So the most followed hashtags, the, the, the best, um, where, which get best engagement. LinkedIn allows you to have three unique hashtags for your page. 
and then you can use start using them as a team globally and um, that's how you would help people to to find the content and, and also drive attention what linkedin algorithm also likes is comments shares and likes of the posts um, and we worked out that the really short sentences like i agree or or great um, commented on on any posts or other types of content really don't make much difference so they, they don't make linkedin happy basically so if you are commenting on something make it make it more elaborate make it make it count effectively also latest research says that a like and a comment work better than a share um, so if you have a chance to like and comment rather than share that that's going to be better for, for the content and um, also I know it can sound a little bit egocentric but if you posted something and you want this post to do well on LinkedIn like it as soon as you share it because LinkedIn pays a lot of attention to reactions gathered by a post in the first hour and if you start with your own like it's totally fine it will just give better chances for your for your post to succeed and another one before i forget forget it um when you're commenting on somebody else's post it's a good idea to tag people if it's relevant of course so for example um i could i could be tagged in a post saying check it check out this article at yana lapitskaya so when you put at before the person's name it will tag them in a post, it will notify them that they've been tagged in a post. And once they open their LinkedIn, they will see it in notifications and they will most likely check it out to see where, where their name got mentioned. Now, a few points about how to use LinkedIn for self-marketing and sales. And once you've got your head around the the content next step for you is actually to really build that network so that you can share this content with with somebody why why bother building a network of connections well it's simple the largest the larger the network of relevant connections the greater is the opportunity the word relevance is really key here because it doesn't make sense to have a large network of irrelevant connections it's not going to work uh, but having a laser focus on who you want to, to connect with, what your great client looks like, is really important. And the benefits of building a network, well, first, it's an open communication channel, so you can really build up your profile by communicating to those people. Uh, it's a great opportunity to connect with even more people, because usually the relevant people that you connect with will have a following of hundreds or even thousands of people that you may want to connect to and you will see them and will be easier for you also there is an increased reach on your published content so more people will write what you what we will read what you write and appreciate that hopefully and the search and visibility for yourself so your profile will turn up in more searches you will be more visible to a greater audience um, that will work in your favor there is also some research done around the number of businesses that you need to uh, connect to. So say if you only have 100 potential customers in your target list, 
um, then 500, around 500 will be the relevant audience. A way to calculate it um, is to multiply the number of businesses in your target list by 5.6 um, and that will give you your target network size. So this is because research has proven that usually it takes um, about five, six people to influence the buy decision in the organization. Um, and it can vary slightly from industry to industry. In that case, you just need to substitute 5.6 by the number of key stakeholders that influence buying decisions in your industry. And then I'm going to introduce a notion of um, LinkedIn um, a social selling index. It's something you can check for yourself. It's individual and I'm, I've included the link here. Um, it's about scoring LinkedIn scoring you as to how great you're doing on the platform. Um, so when your profile is ace and you share content regularly and you connect with people uh, also on a regular basis, you might wonder what's next. So when you're doing all the basics right, that's when I encourage you to, to go ahead and, and check um, for yourself how you're doing in terms of these index. Um, so, of course, I know uh, it's always good to know where you are, um, but effectively it's a framework that LinkedIn puts in place in order to show you what else you might be doing in order to, to do better on LinkedIn. Uh, it all starts with the professional brands and finding the right people, engaging with them and with the insights, and in fact, just building strong relationships. So think of LinkedIn as your new social environment where a lot of the other social um, norms apply, but there are also some, some new digitally focused um, social norms and, um, and customs to, to know and to, to go by. And hopefully uh, what we were talking about today will help you to figure your way in that, um, in that new uh, digital environment. And just to make you aware of um, that, the fact that this exists, I'm going to talk a little bit about LinkedIn ads, LinkedIn advertising. It's just another useful marketing tool available from LinkedIn and a lot of business to business businesses are using it. This week, for example, we ran a campaign for an HR business uh, that was advertising the webinar on LinkedIn. So ads, they, they work similar to Facebook ads. It's a, it's a specialist um, interface that marketers use in order to, to create them. And when you see, when you open your LinkedIn feeds, you see them as various content formats. They could be videos, they could be stills, um, that's appear in different parts. It could be just on the right hand side or it could be your feed. Sometimes they are uh, at the top of the screen and just showing as a line of text. So there are, there are tons of formats and every company chooses their own. But these examples that I'm giving here are probably the most common ones. It's the, it's the feed um, visuals or videos sometimes that uh, you see when you, when you scroll through, through your feed. And as I was saying before, it's a specialist interface that allows you to create them. And it's available to everyone, so you can have a look at it if you'd like. 
Um, but this is one, also one of the services that, that we provide to our B2B clients, um, especially in professional services, as it can be quite, um, quite uh, complex to create them and to run them, optimizing them across, across um, uh, some time. So here just, it's just a useful resources list. A um, few things that we talked about today. So LinkedIn optimization guide, um, and the LinkedIn social index links. And I also put some guidance on how to run LinkedIn live. So with this, I conclude. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, and you can, of course, follow us on LinkedIn or on, on uh, YouTube. It's uh, Yeast Arts and Marketing. Also feel free to connect with me personally on LinkedIn.